0: My name is Matthew Fort, and this is my daughter, Lois.
1: And my name is Lois Fort, and this is my dad, Matthew. Hello, Dad. Hi there,
0: darling. You're looking a bit sort of tattered around the edges.
1: I'm moving house at the moment. I think that's par (laughs) for the course.
0: Uh, (laughs) Ah, one of the primary causes of nervous breakdowns.
1: (laughs) Well, as we know, you're coming to help on Saturday, and and we've um, we've designated you the kitchen man, which... um, (laughs) Which means you're going to be packing up all of our kitchen gadgets.
0: Gadgets. Now, hang on a second. Before we get on to gadgets, can I tell you, because I'm feeling rather pleased with myself, because I cooked an absolutely blinder of a Sunday lunch last Sunday. OK. It was a hand of pork. Do you know what a hand of pork is?
1: Absolutely no idea. Is it a front trotter they can wave with?
0: No, it's no, it's the bit of the shoulder. It's not the full shoulder. It's a bit of the shoulder. It's a bit. It's, it's a little bit smaller. Uh, okay. So I did that, and I sort of cooked it, roasted it long and slow for about five hours, and another half an hour for tanning purposes at mm. the end. And I poured in a bottle of now wait for it apple juice, and it made from an apple called a fox whelp. <laughs> A fox, well, I cannot speak too highly of the fox whelp apple, I can tell you. It's normally Sounds used really, in,
1: really unappetising, a whelp.
0: A, a fox whelp, it means a young fox lit, I suppose. Anyway, it's um, it's actually normally used for making cider, and, it, and it's quite tart, uh, but it, it makes a wonderful, as, as, as you cook it, and as you, all the juices from the pork just, just ooze out, it makes this mm. delicious gravy. And then I did, with that, I did some roast potatoes with leeks. And then I did this, which I do before. Which I do a sort of cabbage and Swede sausage, which makes oh, seem, seem a bit odd. But anyway, it looks very pretty and very good. And then we had, and then we had cheeses, and then we had another masterpiece from the from the Fort catalogue. It's called Quince Quince Charlotte. Are
1: you still on? You still on Quinces?
0: Quince Charlotte. Yeah. Well, I'm desperate to trying to work my way through them. We've made Quince Ratatouille, Quince Jelly, Quince Cheese, Quince Chutney, and now I have made Quince Charlotte because you know this I, think, I think
1: we should just call this the Quince Chapters because I mean, every time we speak.
0: Well, it is. I would say. The quince is, dare I say, quince-essential. <laughs> oh. Very good.
1: Anyway. All I can say is it sounds wonderful. I mean, it's, it's a classic, isn't it? Pork, apple, cabbage. You can't go wrong.
0: And Love honey it. ice cream. Honey ice cream.
1: Yeah. Very nice. I yummy, approve. yummy, yummy. Heavily approved. Right.
0: Gadgets. Now, actually, I think I could think of a, a natural lead in here because it involved, I think, probably the most fundamental of all gadgets – but before, actually, before that, perhaps we'd better talk about what is the difference between a gadget, a utensil and an appliance?
1: I think, and I think we have to make these clear, don't we? Because I can imagine recording a podcast and calling something a gadget and everybody going, no, it's not a gadget. So-
0: can I suggest something? That as we talk about all our favourite gadgets, appliances and utensils, yeah. we said this is a whatever it happens to be.
1: Yeah, we need to put them in the right box. For me, I would say an appliance is a large item that probably stays plugged in all the time in your kitchen. So a fridge is an appliance, a dishwasher is an appliance, washing machines are appliances. Cooker? A cooker is an appliance. Yeah, a cooker is an appliance. I would then say there's a grey area between gadgets and appliances where we've got sort of Kenwood chefs, toasters, kettles, things of that nature.
0: Yes, coffee machines.
1: Coffee machines, all ice cream the way down, machines. I oh god, yeah, ice cream machines all the way down to smaller gadgets like handheld frothers and mandolins. And I don't know, would you call a mandolin a gadget or is it a utensil?
0: I would call it completely useless myself, but you know that's that's my we'll view. We'll get there. <laughs> right. and then
1: utensils. Utensils certainly. Ne- I would say are never powered. Correct.
0: No, absolutely not. No.
1: All right, well, there'll be some grey areas, but we'll see how we go. Well, we'll, just say,
0: well, I want to talk about what I think is whether you whether it's a gadget an appliance or a utensil, or rather whether it's a utensil or a gadget, I still think it is the one absolute quintessential thing to have in your kitchen, knives, kitchen knives. Now, is that a, a gadget or a utensil?
1: I say it's a utensil, but I'd say that they are—you know—you you can't get by without them, can you? You need some good knives.
0: You can't, and and, and, and I think you know it's rather like, um, you know, rather like being a fisherman—you can never have enough fishing rods. I think as a cook, you can <laughs> never have enough knives. Oh
1: no, I disagree there. Oh. I mean, you know, there's a limit to how many knives one needs, really. Surely,
0: oh. it's, it, there's a difference between need and want. <laughs> you only need you only need one knife, really, but you uh, yes, want a great sort of box of them, don't you?
1: Yeah, I face that conundrum every time I open my wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I, between need and want.
0: What's your favourite knife?
1: Actually, my favourite knife currently is one that I got Peter relatively recently, and it's a Japanese knife. It's one of those ones with quite a thick, mm. deep blade. And a very very light handle, and the, and the handle sits quite high up, and then the blade sort of extends down from the handle by at least three or four inches. So you can get really. So I'm, I'm this is useless for a podcast because I'm, yes. I'm I'm doing hand You can things, get really good leverage. You can get really good ang- leverage exactly, which is great for chopping and fast chopping. I really like that. I, I have to say, although I since Peter and I have lived together, we have got better knives because he's a knife man. But I do think that there is. Always room in the kitchen for a few Victorinox knives. Good old serrated Victorinox. Mm. No, I knew you were going to do that.
0: I think, first of all, uh, Japanese knives. You have to be quite careful with Japanese knives because Japanese knives appear to be frequently designed with one very, very precise thing in mind. Someone gave me a whole collection of Japanese knives some years ago. And I had one, which I had no idea. I couldn't work out what it was for. It, had, it was quite a narrow blade, very, very sharp, narrow blade, about eight inches long, and with a blunt end. And I discovered yeah. quite by accident, this knife was designed to do one thing and one thing only, fillet eels. So you can imagine how nice. often I get, get to yeah. use that.
1: I mean, that is so niche. It's kind of ridiculous. How many buyers are there for that?
0: Well, I would guess in Japan a lot of them because they eat a lot of eels, but over here we don't have an eel loving culture, unfortunately.
1: I mean, have you found another application for it, or have you kept to the you know only? Yeah, I have
0: actually. It's really, really good when you have to cut a bit of um, paper. Or anything like that. It's really good for paper cutting, I've discovered, because it's so sharp. But my favourite, I want to tell you about my favourite knife, because I do have one knife. If I had to throw away all my knives and keep one, this is the one. And Mm -hmm. I bought it in in Sardinia uh, from a knife maker called Vittorio Mura e Fili in the little village of Lusurgiu. And I went in there quite by accident, and this place was, well, honestly, it was a sort of knife buyer's dream. Everything was mm. handmade. Uh, they had the exquisite ones They had beautiful handles made from the horns, the mufflone, the mountain goats, the mountain sheep, rather, that lived in the hills wow. above, above the village. And, um, and I bought this knife, and honestly, it holds, it's stainless steel, but it holds a brilliant edge. It's got the most perfect balance and weight to it. And I just love it to bits.
1: Using a good knife makes a real difference. I mean, I'm not, I'm not specific about my knives. We've got a few. I use them depending on what mood I'm in. I don't spend a fortune on them. But what I have learned, which we are, I would say, failing at, which we need a lesson from you, we've got various ways of sharpening our knives, none of which we're very good at. And I do notice that, you know, it it doesn't matter how good a knife is if it isn't sharp it's they're um, they're not they're not easy to use they're not enjoyable to use so that's it's getting your head around the sharpening that i think yeah, is I, the key. i've lost
0: count of the number of times when getting someone else's house and being asked "matthew would you like to do the carving because you're really good at carving" <laughs> and and they hand you something which which honestly you'd be better using a chisel i mean it, they're, they're <laughs> so completely hopeless
1: when you next come we need a lesson
0: okay well the, the one essential lesson is this that you every time you use a knife, you sharpen it before using it. And no matter what a bore it is, sharpen yeah. that knife. In fact, minimal injuries are caused by blunt knives, which slip off a surface than they are by mm. sharp knives that p- penetrate through.
1: All right, that's a new house new house resolution, sharpen knives over time. But let's move on from knives.
0: Knives, okay, your turn.
1: All right. Let, right, let me mention the gadgets that I use almost without fail every day that I couldn't live without in my kitchen. My juicer. I've got oh, a Philips, really? I've got a Philips juicer. I use it almost every day. I juice almost every day. I love it, and I couldn't live without that. In my wildest dreams, if I come extremely rich one day, I'll buy a really expensive centrifugal force one, which basically leaves almost no pulp, and you get all of the nutritional value out of the veg. But for now, I'm using my Philips, which is great. I love it.
0: Philips, if you're wait, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> you like, they might like to sponsor our podcast. So just you know, we, we're happy to plug you. Okay, carry on, darling. Yeah.
1: Okay, I use my Nutribullet quite frequently and I don't use it to blend smoothies or anything like that. But I use it for things like, you know, if I've done a roast and I want to, I've taken the meat out and I want to create a gravy and at the bottom of my tray is loads of bits of onion and garlic and bits of carrots and all of that roughly chopped stuff. I know they say, disclaimer, don't put hot stuff in a Nutribullet. And I put that in the Nutribullet and blend it up and create a gravy. Oh, okay. you're going to roll your eyes here and I have gone back to the 70s. But my relatively new appliance, which I didn't realise... No, not appliance, gadget, that I didn't realise I would use quite so much, that I'm in love with, is my SodaStream. Oh, really? Yes. Oh,
0: Tien's now nodding vigorously here. She loves a SodaStream.
1: Yeah. They're coming back. I was with, I was in South Africa over Easter with a friend who had one and I used it every day and I thought I'm surprised I'm using it every day. I got one when I got home. I use it every single day. Two things I love about it. Firstly, it's cheaper than buying fizzy water, which I mean, I wouldn't do anyway for everyday usage, but if you wanted fizzy water every day, it's much cheaper to have a soda stream and less waste, plastics, all of that stuff. But what I really like about it is you can choose how fizzy you want your water. You can adjust. Do You want just a few little bubbles, or do you want hectic, you know, eye-watering fizziness? What do you want? You can you can adjust.
0: My parents used to have a, a soda stream back in the day. It was it was always for putting fizzy water into whiskey and sodas, so you had you had your own, you, know, you made your own <laughs> soda. That's what I most remember it for. Uh, I I confess I do not have much. A part of my life is given over to soda streams. I no, fear.
1: well, my, my mine is. But there we go. Those are my things that I use. Oh, I, and then and then smaller little utensils that I, I feel are, are very important is I use my citrus squeezer almost every day. I think mm. whether you've got one you press down on or one you squeeze your two hands together with handles doesn't matter. I love that.
0: Actually, can I ask, I because I came across, in someone's house, I came across a, a lemon squeezer, a citrus squeezer, which I'd never seen anywhere else. And it mm. sort of reversed. It had... It's reversed the way it sort of appeared to these things should work, and it was amazingly efficient. You know, it had two handles, and you put the half a, yeah. a lemon in one side, but instead of yeah. having the whatever it was, the, the bit that squeezes at yeah. one, pointing one way, it pointed the other way. And it, but it, it really worked really efficiently.
1: They're re- they're really good.
0: i forgot to ask where you get them.
1: Oh, Dad, I mean, you just they're they're like a cheap, easy fun. You can just jump on Amazon. But, yeah, but, but they're the- always
0: the wrong. They're not the same.
1: Anyway, no, they've promised you they're they're quite generic. Those, and I, I just have to say a point about those that are re- what they're really useful for is limes because you know limes can be quite hard to yeah, yeah. squeeze with one hand so if you don't roll it really hard beforehand and kind of bruise it a bit. But those squeezers really get a lot out of the limes, which are good. And then the last thing I'll say, which definitely just falls into utensils, which I I think I must have is. To have, along with your spatulas, etc., is to have those soft silicon, sort of spoony spatulas that are fabulous for getting the last of everything out.
0: I was gonna mention that. That was gonna be mine. Oh, oh sorry. That was gonna be it was gonna be second it was my second choice, actually. No oh, third no. choice after after knives, and then you can guess what's coming next, don't you? Tongs tongs you honestly a tong a tong is a, a big tong and a little tong little tongs for just for flipping things over big tongs for big things and also if you drop anything on the floor it's so much easier to bend them pick them up with a pair of tongs
1: oh dad that's i think that's age related
0: <laughs> i'm not there yet i'm not there yet no, well, what do you mean? No, it's just, you you sort of swoop down with your with your tongs <laughs> and whip it up like that. Sometimes you catch it before it hits the ground, if you're in a really good form.
1: Oh God, the next thing we know, you'll be getting like a litter picker, so you don't even have to bend. No, just no, no,
0: it. no, no, no. I, I, I quite like pick, picking things up, really. In my view, they have to be, and I want to do want to mention a brand here, Good Grips. I think yeah. Almost everything that has Good Grips or Oxo, O-X-O, on it, and they appear to be made by the same company, They are always really well designed. They have chunky handles, which for for the older person who has you know, mm-hmm. slightly arthritic hands, are really, you know, it's very easy to grip them. And they are, you know, whether peelers or tongs or I can't remember what else they make. What else I have? Anyway, so tongs. Then I and would...
1: sorry, I just have to interrupt you there because the other pair of tongs that we both have in our kitchen, toaster oh, yeah. tongs.
0: Yeah, toaster tongs. Absolutely wooden toaster tongs.
1: Wooden toaster tongs.
0: Yes, my, my wooden toaster tongs are not quite as sort of pristine as they ever since I left them on top of the toaster while I was toasting.
1: <laughs> I do it all the time. I do it all the time.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> I must okay. say. It's, it, it, but I think sometimes I think my kitchen is a disaster area. Um, OK, meat thermometer.
1: Yes, we use that quite often as well. I would yeah. say
0: that's a utensil rather than a gadget.
1: Macy, see, I'd say that's a small gadget because it's powered. Well,
0: not... Well... Hmm. Uh, all right, we
1: can we can put, I'll put give that you in the grey area. I'll
0: give you, I'll give you gadget. The thing about gadgets, I was think, is that they, you know, gadgets are those actually on the whole utterly useless things that you get given for Christmas presents or you buy on the spur of the moment and you use once and then yeah. you think and then and then you put them in the drawer and there's always a drawer in every kitchen there is oh. a drawer that is filled with utterly useless gadgets which in the end you can't get it open because it's so rammed full of bloody gadgets
1: yeah i call ours the danger drawer and it is it's a graveyard of not only stuff that we don't use but i've realized just multiples of things i mean You don't need six ladles. You just don't. You're never going to need them at the same time. Two ladles is good. Two ladles is fine. On from what you said, shall we talk about useless things?
0: OK, what's top of your useless list?
1: Garlic crusher.
0: (laughs) Well, do you know, I think I agree with you on that.
1: They are thieves they keep half the bloody garlic bulb in it, which you then have to spend ages pulling it out with a pair of tweezers before you put it in the dishwasher or you wash it up. Pointless. Just use a grater. Just use the small grating section on a normal cheese grater or a nutmeg grater or whatever you've got around.
0: Or a microplane.
1: Or a microplane, but great. We love you, microplane. You can use the whole bulb. There's no wastage and they're much easier to clean. I would say that's useless.
0: You do have to be quite careful of your fingertips, though, on, a, on if you're planing, if you're True. grating. And that's true of mandolins as well. I
1: know. Yeah, I, t- I took I took the top of my knuckle off the other day on a mandolin. Well,
0: there you go. You see, and that wonderful vegetarian soup you were about to make has a piece of your skin floating around inside it, making it inedible unless you have a cannibal instinct.
1: I know. I was just about to say extra protein on the cannibal section. <laughs> <laughs> right. What have you got that's useless?
0: Oh, top of my uselessness. because I've God knows I've accumulated enough of them over the years. You know those honey twirlers?
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: You know, that you dip in it. Just, I mean, who on earth came up with that idea? It was <laughs> so they can sell hundreds of these absolutely pointless things. I suppose it's one way. You know, I think yeah. entire forests have been cut down in order to make honey twirlers. So that's why. Spiraliser. Who needs a spiraliser?
1: No, I use my spiralizer, but I don't have a fancy pantsy one. I don't have an electric one. I don't have one that takes up much room. I have one that that's probably 5 or 6 inches across and it's just but you it, anyway, it's you just you shove the courgette or the carrot in one end and you just twist it and you get these lovely ribbons. I do it's use a, that.
0: About 25 years ago, there was a there was, or maybe even longer ago that There was a tremendous fashion for vegetable spaghetti, it was called.
1: Well, it's still in fashion now.
0: It was just a spiraliser, which we now discovered for the first time. It's actually been around for years and years and years. And we gradually grew out of that, you know, I would say about 30 years ago, 25 years ago.
1: It's completely back in vogue. You call it courgette, if you do it with courgettes.
0: I know, I know. I'm
1: not understanding why you're so anti it.
0: That just seems to be completely pointless. Anyway. It's not
1: pointless. Anyway, moving on. (laughs)
0: I'm going to have fun packing up your kitchen, aren't I? Yeah,
1: I know you are. Oh, do you know what I've never used? I I bought one because it reminded me, it was really nostalgic because you always used to have one and I got an IKEA, you know, 50 p special. I've never used it. In fact, I'm going to use it at lunch today just to prove a point. But I never used, you know those, they're so satisfying, those egg cutters where you pull them down and they just slice the eggs. Oh, you know, no,
0: very good, yes. I love those. But tomato cutters, pointless, but egg cutters... Full of point.
1: I didn't know there was. What's a tomato? Oh, same thing, home? same principle.
0: Oh. Did you know? Should I tell you something interesting about the tomato? Well, inter art, uh, while well, we're rambling on at this, uh, this, the tomato has no flavour until you break the skin.
1: I've heard that before. Actually, I didn't know it was no, true. Probably
0: from me. <laughs> what it does is when you break the skin it reduces proteins i think inside the thing that develops the flavor of the tomato there we go. it's a bit
1: like it's a bit like the old philosophical analogy is that you know if there's no one there to hear the tree falling down in the woods does it make a sound if there's oh. no one there to taste the tomato inside we can't prove this point you can't eat a tomato without breaking the skin
0: well i suppose a small cherry tomato you could just pop it in your mouth and swallow it whole and it wouldn't taste of anything
1: well, no, it wouldn't, because it would bypass your taste buds. Oh, clever,
0: clever, clever, Right. Okay, another pointless one. I came across this the other day, because I was looking around for ideas, and I came across this thing called a claw meat shredder. I suppose claw meat shredder. this is, I think, the meat equivalent of the spiralizer. You it, it, there's <laughs> it that fashion for pulled pork and pulled this and pulled that and pulled the other yeah. one. Yeah. Well... That you use these these shredders that look like claws, okay? and you say so you have like primitive man. You'd fall upon your your poor, poor poor overcooked pork and you shred away like that. What a complete. Lemon. Do you put
1: do you put them on your hands like gloves, or do you hold? Well, them?
0: I, actually, I haven't worked that one out. No, I think you hold them this, and you go, like that.
1: This sounds like an Instagram piece of rubbish that everybody buys, puts it in a stocking, never gets used again.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Can I ask right. you
1: a question? Yes.
0: As you, when you move into your new kitchen, yeah, would you ever consider having a water bath?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I have considered this. I actually saw one recently online that was like quite a reasonable non-chefy one. I, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that would be, I suppose ideologically nice to have, but really, how often are you going to use it?
0: I think ideologically, it's probably it's a waste of waste of because you it 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 does make for very precise cooking, but you know actually it doesn't do anything you can't do yourself. It's ball in a no, bag exactly. for heaven's sake, you know. Boil in a, a bag,
1: way. exactly. Boil
0: in a bag. Okay, and that presumably also rules out the thermomix, which I've always been debating whether I should have a, a thermomix. God, yeah, bit. that,
1: that thermomix, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it is the most ridiculous. It's, it's crazy. They cost like £1,000 at least. And as far as I can tell, there is quite literally nothing that it can't cook.
0: No, you, and you just program it. You just shove in the ingredients, and whether you want ice cream or hollandaise sauce or, or, mash, or pureed vegetables, Press a yeah. button, set it up, and away it goes. But you know, I mean,
1: it's kind of an it's an extraordinary piece of tech because I, I mean, it can do anything. But I, for me, and there's a no judgment, but it sort of takes away you doing the cooking. The whole, yeah,
0: I think that's absolutely yeah. right. I think it's it's one of those things that is it's d it's a deskilling device. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: I can imagine if you know you're like you know you've got you've got a few kids and you run you haven't really got time, then it can be a real you know godsend. But it's ridiculously budgeted. Okay,
0: microwave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll start this story by saying that when you went, you <laughs> when I was little, you went away. You went. I think it was when you went to write Eating Up Italy, and you left for a few months and we'd never had a microwave microwave and never in a Matthew Fort house would you get absolutely a
0: microwave. Not.
1: absolutely not dad goes off for three months to go and write a book drive a Vespa around Italy and I mean honestly within about three seconds of you leaving for the airport mum goes right I am off to Argos or wherever she went and I remember she picked me up from my after school club it was it probably the day you left and she said look in the back seat and it was should have bought us a present. <laughs> it was a microwave, which Mum and I used a lot while you're away. And then you were coming back a few months later, and Mum was like, "God, where am I going to put this bloomy microwave?" So she hid it in the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> but you did start using it. I seem to remember.
0: I used it for baking potatoes.
1: Um, yes, that's we, the only uh, thing. I, I, mean, I a I microwave could think is of. useful. It's useful. I don't, have, I don't use microwave meals, but yes, do I use a microwave to warm things up? Yes.
0: Um, I must say, we got the dogs on the same principle, waited until my back was turned, and, uh, and, I, uh, and there was a bloody dog. And then a few months later, there was another bloody dog.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should never have got to have gone travelling. Um,
1: what? Okay, any items that you don't have that you would like to have? Well, I
0: actually, I was thinking about this. The trouble is that, you know, I've accumulated, gradually accumulated things over the years. You know, uh, I've got just about I mean, I've got I've got coffee machine I've got a, an ice cream machine which I love actually yeah. I think an ice cream machine is, is a really good appliance I would call I would call mm-hmm. that Um, I've got a mandolin microplanes I've got um, Kenwood Chef I love I love I'm in love with my Kenwood Chef uh, I think yeah, well, a, we
1: were very lucky because we got your hand-me-down when you got uh, a new is. one well you I probably get
0: another that. one quite, uh, because you know, it It does absolutely everything, you know, Mm. makes life very, very easy. But in particular, I use it for for mincing. So if I wanted to make, for example, uh, Bambi burgers, that's venison and and belly pork, or uh, it's really useful for mincing meat or, or terrines and pâtés and things like that. It's got a really good, powerful motor, and a really, uh, and, and various sizes of, of um, to making the yes the, the meat the oh. meat extrusions. Uh, it's got a brilliant whisk, uh, and then so on, and so forth. I mean, it's just lovely. I, I love it. to be. It's Kenwood. If you're waiting out Kenwood, and listening Kenwood. out there, uh, another one would be really nice.
1: We're definitely going to offend someone with Bambi Burgers, but there we go. Oh, well,
0: <laughs> tough. This is you know. Listen, we're tough talking. We thought
1: we are. My my list of things that I would like to have, not all realistic, are hot water tap, an ice machine. I'd like I don't have a salad spinner, quite like a salad what? spinner, but I would like I would like a salad spinner. I would like somebody to invent a salad spinner that does not take up most of a cupboard. I would like an ice cream machine, and the last thing I'd like is a little herb blitzer. Have you seen them? Like little 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 things. Yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. I think they're not they're not good. They're not good. They're Why? not good because they 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 may blitz them, but they what they do is they crush the, um, the the herbs they don't actually chop them they just crush them well they sort Oh of yeah okay them. and actually it's but it, does it do anything that you can't do with a knife
1: Okay true I'll take it off the list
0: Yeah that was actually one of my top of my list of things that are absolutely completely useless gadgets and I would never want one Okay except I came across All one right. unused lurking at the back of a cupboard just the other day when I was looking for something else Um oh weighing machine a really good weighing machine yes that scales. is very important i think um preferably a digital one and one that will 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 swap between pounds and ounces and grams and kilos you know, yeah. just by as a touch of a button because an old fashioned cookery books which i know you don't use but you do find, or american books they're all they're always in imperial measures they do oddly enough they
1: do all right well that was that was great I think we covered a lot there.
0: Uh, did I did I did I mention the meat thermometer? You
1: did. You mentioned the meat absolutely thermometer. Absolutely
0: essential. Really, these essential. days, absolutely critical. If you want to, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool bananas, darling. All um, right. Well,
1: I'm I'm going to go off and make myself a juice with my juicer. Oh, I know. Last thing I'll say, and this is my could not live without. And every time I use it, it brings such joy to me. It is not. It doesn't just belong in the kitchen but mine I use in the kitchen every single day any brand you like get yourself a mini handheld hoover
0: <laughs> I think that's a very oh, very good idea actually. my
1: favorite thing in our entire house is my mini hoover all
0: those crumbs all those crumbs oh, all over the ta- top of the yeah. table around the table legs I mean you yeah. say I don't spend. You know, I spend quite a lot of my time on my hands and knees, hoovering out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh darling, As always, I can't help feeling it's an awful lot. We, I mean, we haven't gone on to cookers, for example, you know, because I have strong wind. Well,
1: maybe there'll have to be a second, a second part to this in in the next series.
0: And p- pots and pans. Did we ever mention them? And... No. Well,
1: I don't know if they're quite gadgets, but we'll 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 cooking apparatus. We can get on to next. Cooking
0: time. apparatus, apparatus.
1: Apparatus. Apparatuses, right?
0: Okay, you've got to go back to your packing.
1: I've got to go back to packing, and next week we'll be back with this is this is the 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 big one. We've got three being released next week.
0: Yeah, oh. Monday,
1: Wednesday, and Friday, with
0: it, with the great man Heston Brubenthal.
1: Heston Blumenthal, and Mark Thomas.
0: My professor old of
1: evolutionary genetics.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, that's Hessen Bimberthal, Genius Chef Mark Thomas, professor of evolutionary, evolutionary genetics. Evolutionary genetics. I always forget, it's such a long title, I get confused. Anyway, it's an absolute blast.
1: It is I a mean, blast. So, it, so don't wait till Wednesday. We're out on Monday for part one, part two Wednesday, part three Friday.
0: Yeah, gosh, it's like it's like one of those things on the telly, isn't it? I mean, I think it's thing for binge listening.
1: Well, I don't know, it might be a bit dense for binge listening. You might might need a cocktail in between.
0: <laughs> Good idea. Oh, cocktail shaker. We never mentioned God, that. We
1: never meant listen, there's definitely needs to be a second episode.
0: Okay, darling. Well, happy right, packing. Dad. Happy packing.
1: Thank you. Bye. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.